In this episode, we're going to talk about how to change your thinking in order to change your results. So often we focus on the tactics or the behaviors and the specific actions that we feel like we need to take or that someone tells us to do, but we forget that all that comes on top of changing our perspective, our mindset, and our thinking. And that's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. I'm an avid podcast listener. I listen to podcasts all the time and I have my list of favorite podcasts curated and every time I'm driving by myself or I'm cleaning or I'm getting ready in the morning, whatever it may be where I'm sort of a mundane task, I will listen to my podcast. And one of the podcasts that I listen to is the John Maxwell podcast. And he recently published an episode called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And I will link to the episode in the show notes so you could check that out as well. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is because this particular episode that John Maxwell published on his podcast is what inspired this particular episode. Because in addition to helping my clients with very specific tactical things to help them become more effective leaders, but a lot of the work is also in how we're changing perspective and how we're changing our thinking. And the clients of mine who undergo the biggest transformation in our coaching engagements are those who significantly change the way they see themselves as leaders and the way that they think about themselves as leaders and what leadership means and how they want to show up and what they think is required of them in order to be the leaders that they want to be. That shift in their thinking is what creates the most significant results. And I'm not just talking about results such as, oh, I feel better, I feel more confident or I feel more competent. But very tactical results, such as getting a promotion, getting salary raises, or getting bigger opportunities within the company, increasing the sizes of their teams because their leaders are trusting them and want to help them succeed and grow and expand their responsibilities. And all that, though, starts with the clients and those leaders changing the way that they think. And so while it's easy to teach someone tactical things uh, and for someone to learn the tactical things, shifting our thinking is harder to do 
It takes a lot more work and more effort, but it is so worthwhile. And it is actually the only way, in my opinion, to create sustainable success that doesn't feel inauthentic or awkward or stressful because we're trying to imitate or apply a practice that actually doesn't feel right or will then lead and create and pile up resentment inside of us, which, you know, makes us more angry, more frustrated, more stressed and all of that. And at some point, a lot of people who fall into that trap will then just quit and leave and go elsewhere because it's just too much to deal with the with the emotional burden of staying in the job and feeling resentful towards their team or their boss or the company or the executive leadership team as a whole. As you might be able to tell, I'm very passionate about this and I could talk about this for a long time. But I keep my podcast episodes short and to the point. So the goal of this podcast episode is really just to spark your interest and to inspire you to be reflective of your own thinking and to start to pay attention to the outcomes or the behaviors or the results or the situations that you recognize that you create, maybe even as patterns, and how to bring it back to understanding what kind of thinking is creating these kind of results. John Maxwell quotes in his podcast, John Locke, the English philosopher and physician. And John Locke famously said, the actions of men, and personal edit, I would say human, are the best interpreters of their thoughts. And I love this quote because I 100% agree with it. In essence, if you look at our actions, our actions, the behaviors, the things we say or don't say, the things we do or don't do, is what creates our results. But it does not start with our actions or our inaction. It actually starts with our thoughts. And there is a third component and that component is the feelings. So imagine yourself being in a meeting with your superiors and you notice that when you're in these type of senior leadership meetings, you don't speak up enough. You feel insecure And you hold back and you worry or doubt whether or not you actually have a seat at the table. And if your opinion actually matters, because everyone else sitting there has a lot more experience than you do. So you not speaking up is the lack of action, right? But it doesn't come from you just not acting. It actually all starts from what you're thinking. And then your thoughts are creating some kind of feeling. If you worry that you are not experienced enough to be at this table or that you don't belong or that your opinion doesn't matter or wouldn't be respected, those kind of thoughts will make you feel insecure. And from this insecurity, you then limit yourself and don't show up fully. You're not speaking up because you're feeling insecure. So if you were my client and you would come to a call and say, Hey, Ramon, I notice I'm not actually speaking up enough in meetings and I'd like to contribute more or I've received feedback that I'm holding back and that my opinion would be worthwhile, but I just don't say enough and I don't know why that is. And of course, we could talk about, hey, yeah, how do you get your voice heard? Let's talk about your physical presence. Let's talk about how you can get your word in without interrupting others. So very tactical, but that would be surface level. We would literally talk about the very tippy top of the iceberg. Everything else on the bottom of the iceberg and all the things that actually drive this action are coming from your thoughts about your place at the table and then your feelings of insecurity. 
So in order for you to show up like fully at that table and be ready and feel confident that your opinion matters and then with this feeling of confidence, articulate your opinion, speak up, share what you're thinking, that all starts from shifting your thoughts about your role in this meeting and your role in this meeting and your place at the table. Right, so this is just one quick example, but it shows up all over the place, all the time, in all kinds of situations. And so I do inspire you, if you notice, hey, I have a particular behavior, a pattern, I've received feedback on this one thing, or I'm creating this result with the team, it might be frustration that's coming up, or resentment, or conflict, or there's a performance issue, or you're missing deadlines, or you're feeling burnt out because you're constantly taking on everyone else's problems. Pause all this, step away for a moment, go up the 10,000 feet, look down at this particular situation or the behaviors or the patterns, and try to identify what are you feeling about this or how are you feeling when you act a certain way, and what thoughts are crossing your mind before you start acting or what interpretations or assumptions might be driving your behaviors how do you see yourself in this situation what do you think is expected of you what do you expect of others that might be subjective so stopping and thinking about your own thinking and reflecting on how you're feeling will get you so much further than just trying to fix the tactical behaviors in the moment. And once you identify this, that's when the work actually begins. And listen, I get it. This sounds somewhat easy. It's not easy at all, right? It's simple to say, okay, I understand. I have to reflect on my thinking and I have to tune into how I'm feeling when I act a certain way or when I procrastinate or I fall into paralysis analysis or I'm not speaking up or I'm not giving the tough feedback that needs to be given or I'm not contributing enough or I'm feeling resentful. Whatever that may be, going back to how you're feeling and what you're thinking sounds simple. It's kind of hard to do, but this is one of the reasons why I believe so much in coaching because a coach can help you see what's happening in your brain and how your thinking is creating your reality. And with that knowledge and insight, you can change your perspective. You can change your mindset and change the way you're thinking about particular situations or your role as a leader and how you want to show up. And I see this over and over again. For example, we're in a coaching conversation and all of a sudden my client says, oh my gosh, I realize that I'm looking at the situation from that angle. But if I shift my angle and I see myself more of this kind of leader or this kind of person, or I change the way that I see my role, I'm no longer the problem solver myself. I can now see that I am here to help others solve their problems. That shift in thinking is what from that point on will enable so much growth and, and change in behavior and a change in their leadership style. Is it easy? No, because your brain loves to create patterns. What you've done in the past became a pattern. It became sort of a belief. If you change your beliefs, you'll have to recreate new patterns. And it's like going to the gym. You don't just go you know, lift a dumbbell once and then your bicep pops. No, you have to go back 
over and over again and you have to practice acting based on that new perspective. So not only do you have to identify what's driving your actions, but you also have to put the practice in to creating these new patterns. Now, I hope I didn't scare you away with this because truly leaders climb the ranks the fastest if they're able to adapt to the new responsibilities and not just change their behaviors, but also change their thinking and their perspective about their role and who they need to be and want to be as leaders. And if you worry, if you actually can change your thinking, consider this, changing our thinking and our perspective, which I personally have got done many, many times, but I also see this day in and day out with my clients, is absolutely possible. And if you worry about it, or you've seen people say, or you might recognize this as a thought in your own head, that, well, that's just the way I am. You know, that's just the way I've always done it. That is similar to saying, well, I was just born with this body. Like, I, I can't change this body. This is just the body it is. No, that's not true, right? We all know we could actually change the physics and the composition of our body. It's the same thing with what's happening in our brain. We can absolutely change our beliefs and we can change our thinking. None of it is stagnant and your past does not define your future. Now, many people who get introduced to thought work and to reflect on their thinking in order to change their actions and their results have two questions that come up. So these are two questions that I often hear. One is, well, can I really change my thinking? Because these patterns have developed for so long. Over the last 20 years, for example, I saw myself as this person or I believe that's what leadership should be. Even if I intellectually understand something, it's really hard to actually change my thinking. And my answer to this is yes, it's hard. We talked about this. It may take a long time. Sometimes it takes months um, of repeatedly thinking and consciously choosing new thoughts in order to then build new patterns. But believing that it's not possible is very similar to believing that the body that you're born with or the body that you had 10 years ago could not be changed, which we know isn't true, right? It's all about the consistency in your nutrition and the consistency of your exercising. And of course, there are certain illnesses, just like there are mental health issues that would prevent us from changing our thinking. But for the vast majority of people, the physical body composition can change with the way that we treat the body or train the body. And the very same is true for your mental state. So the work that you do on your thinking can change the, your brain and can change beliefs and thought patterns. But just like with the body, it requires work and consistency. But the change can absolutely take place. The second question that sometimes comes up is, well, I'm not sure if feelings really play into this. I get the thinking part and that my thoughts drive my actions because I think about what I'm going to do. That somehow makes sense, right? But the feelings, I'm not so sure. Well, I get that sometimes it would sound great if it would just be all rational, right? Logical. But we humans are not rational beings. We're emotional beings. And there are studies after studies. Two very famous ones are Saltman from 2016, as well as Damayoi, the 2000 study, that show how emotions drive our decision-making and our actions. In fact, these studies show that 95% of cognition happens in areas of our brains that are connected to our emotions. Think about this. We are not rational beings. 
And that comes up a lot, by the way, in terms of leadership, because analytical, performance-driven or very process-driven leaders would love for things to just make sense and be logical. Like, why do I have to explain this over and over again? Why do I have to repeat myself? I already said that. Why do I have to be so explicit? Why can't you just think for yourself or solve it yourself? Or Google it. right? That all assumes that we would be rational beings, but we're not. We're emotional beings. So if you want to be effective as a leader, which by the way means you're in the business of people, you have to tune in and understand how emotions drive actions, behaviors for others, but also for yourself. And emotions are triggered by our thoughts. And that includes the belief patterns, the beliefs, interpretations, the assumptions, and all of that. So if you want to grow as a leader and get better at it and do so in a way that feels good and that makes you feel competent and confident and like true to yourself, it all has to start by reflecting on and shaping your thinking. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I know this is a big, huge topic and I only had about 20 minutes, right, to give you um, an insight into this. But I do hope, like I shared in the beginning, that this inspires you to think about your thinking and to look at certain situations or results in your life where you might not be fully happy with or content with and then stop, grab a journal or grab a piece of paper or something and start to write down what you feel what you think, how you see yourself as a leader, interpretations that you make and assumptions that you make. If you want help with this, because again, like I said, a coach can really facilitate and speed up this process and you want to reach out and see what coaching could look like for you, I will drop the link in the show notes. Head on over to ramonashot.com forward slash apply. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.